Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson. And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore. The 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Jones is just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time for midweek news and notes and for the latest whispers around the NFL, especially the stuff that we're hearing about the NFL draft. And, of course, for that, I bring in my friend who is the co-founder over at U Stadium, hearing all the whispers over there, Mr. Nick Spano. Nick, what's up, brother? What's up, Scotty? We're about two weeks away, man. We're, uh, we're almost there. Two weeks is going to seem like an eternity because it's already <laughs> felt like an entire year that we've been waiting for this draft. And unfortunately, that's what happens when you're a Jets fan. The draft basically starts in October after you've realized that the Jets aren't going to be able to do anything that year. And then you start looking up the prospects and then now it's really the height of everything. So there's a lot of buzz going around and I wanted to touch on some of the stuff that you've been talking about over at U Stadium and go a little bit more in depth. And the first name that I wanted to bring up is Kayvon Thibodeau. Now, as far as Kayvon Thibodeau's film, Luke Grant's got two film reviews of him up on our YouTube channel. One of them breaks down his performance against USC. The other is a general all 22 film review. Go watch them if you haven't already. Luke came on the show to discuss that film review and break it down. If you haven't listened to that episode, check it out. Also, Jordan Kent, who's basically royalty in Eugene, Oregon, because he was a star-wide receiver for the Oregon Ducks. He hosts Talking Ducks. He's the play-by-play announcer for the Portland Trailblazers. 
And of course his father Ernie is a legendary basketball coach The most beloved coach in the history of the Oregon basketball program He knows Kayvon Thibodeau very well Went in depth with him If you haven't heard that episode of the podcast I suggest you listen to it Because it'll really give you an idea of what Kayvon Thibodeau is like as a person Busts through some of the narratives Tells you what's true and what isn't as far as what you're hearing in the media But Nick, you are hearing some whispers about Kayvon Thibodeau Involving where he may go in the draft It sounds like Kayvon Thibodeau could go as high as number two Or he could be in play a little bit later on And he may have some preferences as far as where he wants to go Talk to me about what you're hearing about the Oregon edge rusher Yeah, so, you know, I I think the the thought process And the kind of media angle you see now on Thibodeau falling into the teens I think I've even saw a few mock drafts I think that's, that you could put that to bed Um, I think he'll, based on what I'm hearing from, you know, people close to Kayvon Is the Detroit Lions really like him and um, if if it goes in a situation where I was Trayvon Walker or Iki Aquanu number one, if that puts the Jack um, the the Lions in a situation where they go with the local kid and a guy who they think has the higher floor um, in in Aiden Hutchinson or a guy who they really like the upside and potential. Um, in a cave on Thibodeau, that's going to be a, a big decision for them. So I think if if Hutchinson goes one, I think Thibodeau ends up in Detroit. If Hutchinson is on the board at two, and it's between him and Thibodeau, then then you're you know you're in a situation where they face a, a really tough decision. Um, and I know the Jets are very very fond of Thibodeau too. And I think um, don't know obviously how their board shakes out, but I do know the one of the th- he's one of the three players that is um, absolutely in play at number four. Um, and you know, speaking with people close to Kayvon, he he would love to play in New York, whether that's with the Jets or the Giants. Um, I think he he realizes for his brand to be as big as he wants to be, and you know he's very conscious of, of that. I think he knows playing well in a city like New York will drive that. You know. Tenfold. So I think he he's a smart, really smart dude. Maybe maybe too smart for some good sometimes, but um, he's a guy who's who's very aware of what it takes to become a star on and off the field in the NFL. Um, so I think you know if it were up to him, he would like to play in in one of the two you know New York you know New York teams, the Jets or Giants. But um, if you're a Jet fan and you really want Thibodeau, the one team ahead of them to watch is obviously the Detroit Lions. So. Um, Hope that the Lions, uh, the Jaguars go with somebody other other than Hutchinson at one, and then the Lions end up um, having you know Hutchinson be their guy at two. And I, I don't get any sense that the Texans are even um, considering Kayvon at three. I think they have their minds set up on an offensive lineman. So um, if you're a Jeff fan and you're you're really looking forward to getting Kayvon, and I think there's a good amount of us who who hope so. You really have to watch what happens with the number one pick and and see where Detroit is. Number one pick is going to be interesting because, Nick, at first I was convinced they were going to take Evan Neal because they wanted a bodyguard for Trevor Lawrence. Then you started to hear it was going to be Aiden Hutchinson. Now you're starting to hear that it could be Trayvon Walker, and they're going to bet it all, roll the dice on the high upside player from Georgia. There's also still some talk that it could be Ikim Aquanu, though. So that number one pick is very much in flux. It's been a while since the number one pick has been this much of a mystery because usually it's a quarterback. 
like Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence or somebody like that, and everybody knows who it's going to be well ahead of time. This time, not the case. There's a lot of intrigue heading into the draft as far as who's going to go number one overall. Yeah, and I think that adds to the fun of the draft. I mean, I think it's, you know, especially when it's so quarterback-driven, like the past few years with Lawrence going one and, you know, the, the five best draft, quote, experts, and not one of them has the same top three even, let alone top five. So I think that Jaguars pick, I was always under the idea or assumption it was going to be icky. And I still, you know, if you put a gun to my head, I still think Doug Peterson gets icky Aquani number one. So that, that's been my um, thought all along. Now this Trayvon stuff is, is interesting because he's just like skyrocketing up people's boards. It was, you know, maybe he's a top 15 guy, you know, maybe he's a top 10 guy. Now you're like, maybe he's a top five guy. And now you're here, you know, just the latest this weekend is, you know, he might be the number one pick in Jacksonville. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't see how they can do that. Um, he's probably the most um, talked about or disagreed over pl- a prospect in the draft, Trayvon Walker, um, because you have the experts, again, use that term lightly. Jeremiah and Brugler love Walker, love his skill set, his traits, his projection at the next level. Um, then you have people who aren't fond of him. And I think it's very dependent on, on what team you're talking about Walker going to. And I don't see Jacksonville as a good fit both ways. You know, I, I don't love that. But, hey, what do I know? Um, I still, today, if you ask me, and probably up until the draft, I still think Icky goes number one. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. 
One player that's definitely not going to be in the consideration for number one is Kyle Hamilton. He's been an interesting prospect to chart because at the beginning of the process, you heard unicorn, guy you can consider in the top three. It's possible he'd even be in consideration at number one. But now you're hearing that there are a lot of people that aren't quite so high on him. You're seeing mock drafts that have him outside the top 10. You've got a quote from a scout, and he says he sees him as something more of a tweener, not quite big enough and strong enough to be a full-time linebacker, but maybe a little too slow to be an elite safety. I've heard similar things. We're going to have Mark Ross, who was Jerry Reese's right-hand man in the Giants front office on the show next week, and he's got plenty to say about Kyle Hamilton, among other people. He's one of my favorite people to talk to, so I'm really looking forward to that. I'm not saying that Kyle Hamilton isn't going to be in play at number 10 potentially for the Jets, but I think there's no question he's not going to be in play at number four. And we would have thought a while ago that it was unthinkable that he could fall outside the top 10, but the closer the draft gets, the more likely it seems. Yeah, and and the only the only thing that a unicorn Kyle Hamilton and the top five have in common is that they don't exist. Um, cause that's not happening <laughs> and people got, you know, and, and I agree with you. I don't, I don't know if you mentioned it or not. I, I don't think Kyle Hamilton's going to be a bad player. I think if, no. if I had to, to, you know, choose or look into a crystal ball, I think he's a good football player. Um, I just never saw nor hear any real consideration of this, this guy ending up as a top five pick. And, um, I think, I think, you know, when you, when, when you think of the, you know, also the amount of quality safeties that are going to be there later in the first, probably early day too. Why would you, why would you use such a high asset on a player like Hamilton, who isn't really that much better projecting wise into the NFL than a few of these other guys that are there at a position that is just not a premium position. So um, I know a lot of us have the sour taste in our mouth from Jamal Adams and me personally, I, I've never won. And we've, we've argued about it with nine and corners and defensive backs. I just don't love to invest such high picks there. That's just a personal you know opinion of mine. And, and I can, you know, if you disagree, others disagree, that's fine. Um, I just don't see the value in, in a player like him being picked there. Um, so the Hamilton situation, people got people got mad, at, you know, when we we were reporting it back in January. Like what we heard that people say he's more of the tweener, and, and when you invest a high pick in a guy like that, you're just asking for it. You know, you're asking for trouble. Um, so basically, you're seeing more and more of what was you know we put out there in January coming you know to the forefront now. When you see Hamilton slip a little little bit, I don't. I think you know just the size alone and. You know, some of the tape that you see at Notre Dame, I don't think he's going to free fall to where like he's there in the late teens or 20s. Um, you know, I think he's a, and I said it the entire process, I think he's a, a perfect fit for Baltimore uh, type of guy that just, you know, adds maybe you want to say he's a missing piece to the defense, but I don't think he's a guy you want to start your defense and build, you know, inward with, uh, at, with him at safety and start building inward to your, your D line and your edge rushers and such. So, I think if you're Baltimore and Kyle Hamilton is there, that's a slam dunk for that defense and that team going forward. Nick, Kyle Hamilton is not the only safety that's getting some buzz around this time. Lewis Seen, the safety from Georgia, a lot of chatter about him. A couple of other players that you listed over at U Stadium that you say may go a little bit higher than people are anticipating. Walk us through some of those guys. 
Yeah, I think Lewis Seen is is people are starting to really fall in love with his game and, and his character. He's a guy, you know, I talk about safety. Um, so, you know, late 20s maybe for, for him where, you know, people were projecting him. And he really showed out in the national championship game. He put himself really on the scene there. No no pun intended, but um, he, he really had a huge game there and people started to take notice. Not that they didn't during the season. He was a great player all year you know, you start getting more casual draft fans and more people watching those big playoff games in college football because, you know, there's standalone games and the season's coming to an end. But um, he is he's had a great off season and, and draft process. Um, so projecting probably from a you know, 40 to 50 pick now into the 20s and 30s. Uh, he's somebody who that a lot of teams will say, why am I going to get a Kyle Hamilton when I can get a guy like him later? So literally what we just mentioned about Kyle Hamilton, uh, I think Seen is benefiting from that. And I think he's benefiting from Jordan Battle, the Alabama safety who went back to school because he probably would have been in the same you know conversation here. So Seen uh, is taking advantage of that for sure. Quay Walker, another Georgia guy. He's somebody who people put first round um, mocks on now. I don't think that possibly, maybe late, late one, but I think he's a guy who's, you know, in consider in conversation to get drafted ahead of a guy like maybe the Kobe Dean now when, when you start talking about linebackers. So um, I think clearly, uh, you know, he's he's put himself into that second or third linebacker. And, and there's going to be a run on linebackers, too, in the second round. It's a really good linebacker class. And, um, you know, I'm not sure if the Jets will be in, in that conversation. They probably should be, you know, just knowing that Mosley's days are – you know, numbered here, and then you just have a bunch of average guys behind them. They could use a guy who comes in and plays behind Mosley and then is ready to kind of take over for him. Um, so he's he's somebody a lot of people see going a lot earlier. Same with Channing Tindall. Um, the two running backs, Brees Hall and James Cook. Hall is somebody everybody knows about. Um, obviously, James Cook, you see the, the name, the bloodline from Dalvin, his brother, uh, he's somebody who maybe was a fourth, fifth rounder who could go late two, early three. Uh, Brees Hall earlier than that, probably top of the second round now, maybe, maybe late one. Um, the punt god, obviously, it's crazy to put a punter on there. But uh, I saw, I don't know who reported it, but I saw somebody saying he could go as early as the third round. I think that's a little too early, but I saw um, – a bunch of Rams fans on, on the U stadium app. And, you know, they, they really want him, I think, cause their, their punter Hecker uh, moved on. So they're hoping to get, you know, the punk God at some point. Uh, but I think he's, he's in play definitely date early day three now. Um, and who, who am I missing here? Uh, Houston corner, Marcus Jones is, is very well liked. I like his skill set. Uh, the edge rusher, Josh Pascal is another guy. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just cool to just kind of hear who multiple people like and then see where they're projected to go and that report back and say, oh, no, I think he's going to go a little higher than that. Um, so then it's cool to just to kind of make notes of that and actually see where they end up. So those guys, uh, especially the linebackers and the running backs, where I thought, you know, maybe you can get them a round or two later, um, seeing them what the actual scouting world thinks of them and the execs in the, in the NFL, the decision makers, seeing what the, what they think and that, that kind of the media slash fan uh, you know, disagreement, I guess there, um, that's always fun to see some wide receiver chatter. Nick, you spoke to somebody who said he believes there's a chance that one of the rumored wide receivers, Metcalf Brown, Samuel or McLaren gets traded by or on draft weekend. 
I'm going to repeat what I've said many times. I wouldn't hold my breath. Infinitesimal chance that any of those guys get traded. A.J. Brown, I would bet the house on not getting traded, for example. But I just think there's very little motivation for any of these teams to make a deal for a variety of reasons that we've touched on before. If anything... Maybe if a deal can't get worked out by next season, you'd see a franchise tag and trade, but I just don't see any of those guys getting moved. I guess anything's possible, though. And then as far as the wide receiver prospects in this draft, you have a note about USC wide receiver Drake London. A lot of scouts really like him. They like his ability to go up and get the ball at his size. They think he's more athletic than the tape shows and that he could go sometime in the top 15 to 20. Also, as far as Jamison Williams, growing buzz that he could be the first wide receiver taken. Atlanta could be the team to do it at number eight. There's been a lot of rumors involving Atlanta getting a wide receiver, considering that they have pretty much nothing there right now with Calvin Ridley suspended and Justin Gage off to Tampa Bay. So it would make some sense that they would go wide receiver there. The question is, would it be Williams since he's coming off that ACL injury? I do personally think that Williams is the best receiver in this draft. Not so sure I'd pick him that high, but he's certainly a name to watch in that spot. So a lot of wide receiver notes making the rounds right now, Nick. Going to be interesting as we head into the draft to see what happens here. Yeah, and a lot can happen. Like I know the the, the receivers, and, and we mentioned four. I didn't even ask about McLaurin. It's just mentioned to me because I don't, I mean, why? <laughs> why would Washington do that? Why would any of these teams do that? But it was mentioned to me. So and he's always been definitely the last kind of guy I thought about. And I agree with you on AJ Brown. And I think he's by far the least likely to go. Um, you know, the Met, the Metcalf thing. And I've said it, you know, since day whatever, I don't even know when day one is, but, you know, talking about these receivers and the possibility that, that they're going to be dealt. He's always been the one that sticks out to me the most because when you trade Russell Wilson, and you're sitting there with no answer at quarterback and you know, you're know you not even willing to give up a fourth-round pick to take on Baker Mayfield, you're clearly not going for it all this year. Like You can try and fool whomever you want and say that this team is trying to contend because you have a 72-, 3-year-old uh, head coach and a guy like John Schneider who, who needs to win to save his job. How are you going to win with this product? I think there's a better chance, Carol, if he can convince ownership to do a quick rebuild land another top 10 or whatever or a top pick this year and draft three guys in the in the second round you know take a quarterback and buy yourself some time at some point you could probably there's a better chance you can convince ownership or even convince us that hey instead of trying to go for it all this year come up short and in a season where you're expecting to win come up short and, and lose your job there's a better chance you can convince them to do a quick rebuild, in my opinion. So that's always been why I thought the Metcalf thing made more sense than anybody else. And um, people around the league think that it's possible. And, and there's definitely some smoke out there. I don't think they're, you know, I don't think they're anywhere close on a contract. I don't think any of these guys are anywhere close on a contract. And Debo really seems like the only one who's putting up any kind of, uh, front or or frustration at least on the surface that that we can see with the social media stuff with you know some of the his his inner circle um i think that one is obviously one to watch because sam fran is not shy to to move on and i don't think they're somebody who's going to let a receiver or offensive you know skill player um like debo hold them back from what they ultimately want to do and they have they don't have a pick in the top 60 so um you know, they can only build the team so much through 
small free agency signing. So um, I, I don't know personally what to make of it, but the, you know, speaking with somebody that would say I would not be surprised, especially if there is a receivers on the board for San Fran that they really like, and they're not picking in the top 60. And the only way that they can acquire a player is via trade um, of a Devo Samuel and, and, you know, something works out in on draft day. Um, you never know. So anything can really happen in those, those days leading up to and during the draft. Um, it's just something to at least watch. And I know Jeff fans are, are obsessing about acquiring a, a number one receiver and I get it. You know, I, I, I am too. Um, so it's just a little bit more of a, uh, you know, holding pattern here. Um, as for the draft, you mentioned in uh, news, um, it's going to be interesting to see his pro day got pushed a little bit back because of his, his hamstring that he had obviously after the ankle injury that kept him out of the last few games. But he's a guy that I was told that scouts think can be a better pro um, and can, can do more, you know, as he, as he develops uh, into a more polished receiver at the next level. Um, so he's someone to keep an eye on. And, and I know multiple teams within the top 15, have him highly ranked on their board. And a lot of people mentioned the jets there. There's obviously the Falcons to uh, Washington. So um, there, there are a few teams that like Drake London quite a bit. Um, and then the Jamison Williams situation, it just boils down to, to the injury situation, right? It's, you know, they did get um, some good news and, and most teams are kind of just filling out their final kind of health checkups and, you know, seeing where he's at in terms of his rehab from, from the ACL injury and surgery back in February. Um, and by all accounts, they, they've been getting good feedback from, from his doctors and trainers, and he should be somebody who they don't even expect to miss. Anything can happen with an injury, obviously. Setbacks, you know, something, God forbid, happens in practice or whatever. Um, but on schedule, uh, ahead of schedule, I should say, of, of where they expected him to be. So if that's the case, he's he's – I don't think you can find anybody who, who wouldn't say he's a wide receiver one. In fact, um, the same scout I spoke with talking about London said that he would put him in the same conversation as a Jamar Chase from LSU. And I, while I personally don't agree, I think Chase was a, obviously a can't miss. And you saw what he did, you know, with, with the Bengals last year. And just the fact that there are people out there within the league that think Jamison Williams can uh, be that elite level receiver uh, adds some some intrigue and some star power to a draft that lacks that punch because of the, you know, skill positions or lack thereof also at quarterback as well. So, you know, when you're looking at a draft, the quarterback, the playmaking receiver or tight end, like we saw in Pitts and Chase and Lawrence and Wilson last year, you don't really see that this year. It's more defensive heavy. Um, so if you, if you get a, a clean bill or even ahead of schedule, from a Jamison Williams, that adds a lot of intrigue to the top of the draft. Other intrigue involving the Jets surrounds Tyler Linderbaum, the center from Iowa. As you say in your post, and I've heard similar things, a lot of mystery here. In his latest mock draft, Mel Kuyper had the Jets moving up from 35 to 31 to get him. I think most Jets fans would be happy with that. There was some talk for a while that Linderbaum could be a top 10 player, but now it seems like because he's a bit on the small side and system specific, he may slide quite a bit. If he does get into that range, I think it would be very wise for the Jets to grab him. I'd love to see him on that offensive line, especially if you don't have to use a high first-round pick on him. And then another note involving the Jets that you have here is that they really like the idea of getting an edge rusher with one of these two picks. They like Kayvon Thibodeau. They like Jermaine Johnson. But 
if, say, both of those guys are off the board, or maybe if they have to decide between one of them and Ikimakwanu, maybe it's not as cut and dry as you would think based on positional need because the team does really like Ikimakwanu. I've said this before. I think Aquanu is an excellent prospect. I think he probably doesn't even make it to four, so it's a moot point, but I just think that when you have that one unit on the team that's actually very strong and you have functional starters that are all good at every spot, to use the number four overall pick on a player there that you then have to rearrange the line or make a trade to accommodate doesn't make a lot of sense, especially when you're a team that has so many needs at premium spots. But clearly, there's no denying that Ikem Aquanu is a very talented player who would at least in the long run, help the Jets. Short run, it would be kind of a scramble, and I'm not sure exactly how they would work that out. But we'll see if it gets to that, because I still think Aquanu is going to end up going before number four anyway. So, Nick, Tyler Linderbaum, Ikim Aquanu, Kayvon Thibodeau, Jermaine Johnson, some names to watch for Jets fans, and especially Linderbaum, because we have no idea where he's going to end up going. He could completely drop out of the first round. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I think you know when you add the the things that we mentioned, the, the system system specific, the smaller arms. I know he's he he got a great pro day, and and you know it, it's such a a tug of war because I could see you know a, a position coach like an offensive line coach or even a GM like a Joe Douglas just loving this guy. I mean, he's he's probably a top three favorite player of mine in this draft, and a guy who. Um, selfishly I, I am a big center guy <laughs> so I think you know that when the Jets are, are their best and you know we've been kind of stranded from that for a while now or we strayed from that a while now but the Jets always had good center play um, so you know seeing a guy like Linderbaum potentially falling and the Jets having the ammo to do so you know maybe you give Salah his his defensive guys this year early on and then you throw Joe Douglas a bone and say, all right, we'll go get, you know, go trade up for Linderbaum with, you know, use that 35 and come up three or four or five picks um, and, and get yourself a, another anchor on the offensive line. I mean, going forward with Becton, Linderbaum, AVT, Tomlinson, um, I mean, that's a, that's a really good core on the offensive line. So, um, and adding to the fact that I know the Jets really would like to improve over Connor McGovern. Um, that's just more of a reason why to watch that, you know, possibility. Um, so I would be all for that. I would, I would even be for trading back from 10 into the late teens and taking Linderbaum, but I know that's not popular. And then you, you mentioned the, the edge rushers. I think it's Jermaine Johnson is, is a guy is almost like the consolation prize here to like a cave on Thibodeau or Icky. Like you have mentioned, I think Icky is, is gone too before four. Um, I think whether if he doesn't go one, he's going to go three to Houston. So the Jets might not even have to worry about that situation. But um, I could see Joe Douglas just loving that guy. So he's obviously in play um, and he might be the best player on the, on the board at the time if he is there at four. So that's always something to watch. But I would be shocked. And I was told that they, they'd be shocked if the pick isn't an edge rusher at four. Um, so between Icky you know, you, you would love to see, and I'm sure the Jets would, they would love to see Trayvon Walker go number one. <laughs> that means uh, you can guarantee an edge rusher or you can guarantee Icky, Kayvon, or Hutchinson at four. So I think in the perfect world, the Jets would love it to go uh, Trayvon Walker to Jacksonville, and then, you know, let's just see how this lands. Um, so if you're a Jet fan, you would, you, you're eating all this Trayvon number one, you know, talk up. 
because I don't think he's a real consideration for the Jets of four. Um, so the guys to watch, I mean, we know we've we've just been obsessing about this draft for, for months now, a lot longer than other teams because our season kind of ended before it started. Um, so it's down to the, uh, the nitty gritty and it's the time of the year where there is a lot of smoke screens and you have to be careful of what you, uh, what you believe. And, and that's why we even, you know, the, we've had a lot more notes that we didn't even include in this just because, you know, you want to at least verify it from two different sources or two different people at least. And there were some things we heard that we just left out, you know, just because we didn't, we didn't feel comfortable with like the verification of it. So it's just as a fan, I know it's hard because you want to like eat up all these rumors and you just, you're trying to pass the time. Um, but just kind of be careful and see where things come from and just make sure you trust who are reporting them because there is a lot of nonsense this time of the year. Other quick notes before we run, Nick. DeMarvin Leal, the defensive lineman from Texas A&M, has a couple of teams that really like him. Apparently, the Patriots and Colts are big on him. The Colts, of course, don't have a first-round pick, so if Leal falls into the second round, maybe they make a move up to try and snag him. We talked about Aiden Hutchinson. Apparently, there's a couple of teams that believe George Karloftis will be a better pro. I don't know that I agree with that, although I do think that a lot of people are sleeping on Karloftis, and he has a lot more potential to be a really good player in the NFL than people are giving him credit for. You saw Daniel Jeremiah compare him to Ryan Kerrigan the other day. I'm not sure I'd go that far, but if he can be anything close to Ryan Kerrigan, who's one of the best pass rushers in the league over the last decade, then you're getting a bargain with him if you get him outside the top 10. Teams to watch for trading up and down, according to your report, Nick. The Saints and Steelers have called the round, laying the groundwork for a possible trade-up. The Giants and Vikings at number 7 and 12, respectively, are looking to potentially move down. So there could be some business done with those teams. Some quarterback buzz, Desmond Ritter, might go in the top 15. There is some talk of that think that would be a little bit crazy, but you know how teams get with quarterbacks, and it only takes one general manager to do it. Also, Ole Miss QB Matt Corral could be in play for Philly. There are some, according to your report, that believe Corral could be the best quarterback in this class. So, Nick, any thoughts on these little tidbits that I just ran through before we run? Yeah, the quarterback spot is always, and again, this time of the year with the uh, you know GMs lobbying other GMs uh, potential trade-ups, you know, especially in a year like this where there isn't that slam dunk number one, you know, guys fall in love with a certain player. You know, if, if like you mentioned, the Steelers really do did fall in love with Corral, you know, they could be leaking interest in a trade-up or interest in another guy like a Malik Willis, who they did a ton of work with throughout the entire process. Um, you know, the Eagles with Corral. Uh, see, the, the, the Corral thing, I believe, because I don't think the, the Eagles are – as involved in the entire quarterback situation this year. They're not in a rush like maybe the Panthers are and Steelers are. Um, I think if in in the best case scenario, they they want Jalen Hurts to improve uh, and give him one more year. And then next year when they, uh, again, have multiple picks and possibly another a better quarterback class, they can get their guy there. So I think Corral, who they've met with at least two times that we know of, um, he's a guy who, who is definitely on their radar, who they like, not saying he's going to be picked or not saying he's not going to be, he's going to be the pick with at 16 and 19 or wherever they pick, maybe 15 and 17 or whatever, um, a loose track after the 15s. Um, but you know, maybe there's a situation where they do move back and they can get him or they can come up from the second round and get him. So, um, I think, you know, with Ritter, 
he's a guy that a lot of people just really, really liked in the process, obviously going through the, the um, combine, the pro days, just the interview process. They like everything about him. He, he handles his business the right way. Um, very serious and um, no BS kind of, of guy. And he's just that, that CEO you want as a quarterback to, to run your program. So I think when, the, when teams got to see uh, his trades usually him there, you know, got to talk to him one-on-one um, interview him. He has a, I know he has a young kid. I think he's married. So he's, he's a lot more grounded and maybe a little more mature than some of these other prospects in the draft. So I think that's what really, um, kind of benefited him in, during the process. So teams really like the guy and they see the skill set and they can say maybe they can get this guy a little bit later, you know, rather than reaching for like a Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett early on. So the quarterback thing is, it's always intriguing, but in this draft, especially because by all accounts, you're going to have four guys go in the first round, maybe five. Um, but like they could all go really close in the mid, you know, from. I guess you could say the Panthers at six and the Falcons at eight, but probably from like 12 on. Um, and then later at the end of the dra- uh, end of the first round, like the lions could get one that way they can, you know, they're not going to take Willis too, most likely, but if they want that fifth year option, they grab a guy at 32 or someone trades up with Cincinnati to get ahead of the lions at 32 and takes one there. So I think you're going to still see four or five guys go. Um, but it's just, it's going to be interesting to see who the first one is. And then how other teams react. So if, you know, if, if Carolina takes Pickett or Willis at six, do the Falcons get nervous at eight and take one? Does a team move up to seven with the Giants to get ahead of the Falcons? Um, I think that's why you start to see so many trade conversations happen that way. You know, the Saints maybe have an offer on the table that says, hey, we're willing to give up this if our guy is there. Um, same thing with the Steelers. So they have to just see how it falls and then, then the trades can start to happen and then you'll probably just see a run on them. So it'll be uh it'll be fun to, to see how the quarterback domino situation falls. Nick Spano, co-founder of U Stadium. Thanks so much for coming on and talking about all the whispers you're hearing surrounding the NFL draft with me. Really appreciate it. For those that want to keep up with this 24 seven, get all the notifications, miss absolutely none of the news I believe they have to download the app, and if they have some specific ideas of what could happen, especially ones that are outlandish, they could earn some actual money with the Takes app, right? Yeah, you said it. You just uh, download the app, turn the notifications on. Uh, you can create what we call a take, basically an opinion, I'm uh, sorry, a prediction that you think is going to happen that has a clear outcome. Like, let's say I think the Jets trade up for Tyler Linderbaum. You can put a point value on it and users will agree or disagree. And then once that take and the outcome actually happens, the points will be rewarded to the winning side. Um, and then you can cash those points out for actual money. So um, if you want to try the takes feature out, just shoot us a DM. We'll set you guys up with some points. I know a few of your listeners have done that already, uh, Scott. So hopefully their their takes come, you know, come to fruition. And um yeah, just uh, let us know what you guys think of the feature. And, you know, we're excited for, for the draft, you know, about two weeks away. And uh, our guys will be out in Vegas and, you know, covering the draft, doing some fun stuff. And I'm sure Scott will be involved with, with the uh, play like a Jet team. So always exciting, always uh, the Jets Super Bowl. Um, and hopefully we can stop complaining about that and saying that going forward and we can actually start winning some football games. Make sure that you check out U Stadium and download the app if you haven't already and have yourself a take because you could win actual money. 
see what we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from down under, Luke Grant, has got some great prospect breakdowns. A lot of the guys that you heard Nick and I talking about during the show. So watch the videos and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's tee We've got a sale going on right now, 35% off everything. So make sure that you take advantage of that. We've got the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams Bless You Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's tee And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. It doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.